Hello, and a very warm welcome to this special edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. It is very special in my mind in that I am joined by two very recent, uh, well, new colleagues uh, over here at Africa Legal. So I'm feeling much more relaxed than usual when I have to talk to the lofty placed lawyers all across the continent. And this is going to be a nice relaxed chat with uh, two of my friends and now colleagues. These colleagues are Irena Vossifal and James Leach. A little bit more information on both of these individuals. Irena is a South African attorney since 1991, and after completing her articles of clerkship with a Cape Town-based firm of attorneys, she went on to work in the casualty insurance industry and even did a stint as a law officer in the South African National Defence Force. Hanging up her boots, she became a legal advisor at a well-known publishing company going on to position as a publisher, where she was involved in the publication of a number of books, as both a publisher and as an author. Since 2004, Irena worked at the Faculty of Law at the University of Cape Town, where she was director of the UCT Law at Work program, which is a unit offering short courses to members of the legal profession. She left UCT in June 2021 to join us here at Africa Legal as our director of operations for our learning business, this being Africa Legal Learn. Now, James graduated from the University of Cape Town with an LLB in 2012 and a Master of Laws in Commercial Law with distinction in 2013. He became a lecturer at UCT in the Faculty of Law's Commercial Law Department and has since lectured through the University of Cape Town's Graduate School of Business. His primary research focus has been within the fields of corporate governance, compliance management, theories of corporate legal regulation, and the regulation of emerging technologies. In February 2021, James joined Africa Legal as our Chief Learning Officer. So James and Irena, it is lovely to talk to you um, on this format rather than a, a Zoom or a Teams meeting. So great to have you here today. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Tom. Good stuff. Well, look, let's dive into some questions. Now, we're here today to talk about digital learning, uh, what it is, what it isn't, what we're doing within it, and what we want our users and our listeners to do in partnership with us. So let's dive into some questions here. And Arena, I'm going to start with you. It's a broad question, but a short one. What is digital learning to you and why is it so, so important, especially now? Um, well, that's a lovely question, Tom. Um, digital learning is not to be confused with something that we call remote teaching or remote learning, which has been necessitated by the COVID-19 um, situation. The Typically, remote teaching is is hopping onto a Zoom call and having the lecturer speak to you as if you were in a classroom. Um, it doesn't allow for much engagement with the content or even with your fellow um, students. Digital learning, on the other hand, has a lot more. Um, there's been a lot more time spent on it. It has a lot more resources added and and. Um, the content has been developed over a period of time. So what you're having is a, um, a product that you can actually access um, 
online at any time and engage with wherever you are in the world. So that is fantastic. Um, it's also been shown from some research that digital learning is more engaging to people and it, it and, and they easily um, absorb the content better than actual remote teaching or sitting in a, in a classroom. So that's why it's important. So the key shift here for me sounds like it's from kind of a, a, a passive angle to a, a, a more active one. So instead of simply being a consumer of the learning, it's what online learning allows you to do when you're, you're interacting to a greater degree. You're, you become part of the learning experience rather than a passive observer. Is that, that, is that an accurate that, reflection? That's an accurate reflection, yes. You are actually much more engaged with the content than you would be. Lovely. And James, as someone who's been involved, as Irena has, in the creation and actually the, the hosting of these courses, anything to add on what digital learning actually is to your mind? Well, I think I would just like to ex expand upon, you know, what Irena was saying about the design of the learning. Uh, we are very mindful of designing and scaffolding each particular component of the learning journey, which means that even in a one-hour course or a 90-minute course, you can really attain some impactful learning outcomes for students. Um, certainly, in my opinion, those exit-level outcomes, those learning outcomes that we can achieve, you can achieve a lot more in the same amount of, you know, in the same amount of time that you would in a classical classroom environment or a virtual live webinar environment. So that for me is, is, is critical and um, why that's so important, certainly for members of our platform, uh, you know, in the legal community across the continent, it's that all of us are pressured for time. You know, for many of us, there simply is not the time in the day or in your week or in your month to be able to take off an entire day to sit in live webinars or to visit a university campus and engage in person in training. So what we are doing at Africa Legal in our, you know, the learning side of our business is really focusing on making the learning as accessible and impactful for our members as possible, which I think is, um, is very, very exciting. Thanks for that, James. And I think, you know, if I cast my mind back many, many years to sitting in my law lectures back at university, it, it always felt quite a, um, a responsibility was placed on you to do things with that information, but it was always after the learning had occurred. And to my mind, what true online learning allows you or even forces you to do is, is apply the knowledge that you're learning in almost real time. So instead of having to sit, consume, and then act on the information you're, you're consuming, instead you're in an environment that forces you to constantly apply that information in an ongoing, almost real-world scenario, and it just, it just sticks. It sticks to a much greater degree than poring over your notes that you've scribbled by hand on the back of a lecture. Um, 
It's a very, very interesting and uh, 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 exciting time for us, as you say, James. So look, let, let's talk a little bit selfishly. Let's talk a little bit more about us and us being Africa Legal Learn. Now, it's all well and good understanding what digital learning is and what it isn't. But James, what, what are we doing as, as, as part of this, this change and this exciting opportunity? Well, piggybacking off of what you've just said, you know, Tom, I think the one aspect which we're building into our courses is this immersive experience. And what is so exciting, once again, of being part of this community and part of this learning team is that we can leverage off of our members' expertise and experience to ensure that the, the case studies which we develop are as up-to-date and as real-world, you know, specific um, as possible. Um, that, that for me, is, is what will, moving forward, really set Africa Legal Learn aside from, from other courses that are out there, is that our case studies and our immersive experiences are going to be designed not only for our African audience, but together with leading practitioners on the continent. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, and I suppose it's aligned with that, um, that we are really mindful of developing courses for our community that is going to be as impactful to them in future-proofing lawyers on the continent. Um, you know, the courses which we're developing are all geared towards not only uh, the technical side of the law uh, per se, but also about enhancing your business, enhancing your professional reputation and so forth. So, you know, ultimately we are looking to develop learning which is as beneficial to our community as possible. I think you've touched upon two of the, the, the keystones here, which is relevance and, and impact. So ensuring that you're always creating contact, content, which is, which is relevant and impactful and, and applicable. So that partnership approach, you know, absolutely following where our users want us to go rather than second guessing where they want to go is is of absolute primacy here. And anything from your uh, perspective to add here, uh, Irena? Um, no, not really, Tom, except that we try to maintain a good combination of academic learning and practical in all our courses. Um, and we feel that is the best way to learn in those kind of situations. I think it's a great point, Irona, and I think it's very much evidenced by looking at the lineup of some of the uh, subject matter experts or SMEs, as they're they're called in the uh, in the learning circles. Um, you know, you'll see a real blend of uh, academic with uh, practicing lawyers. You know, I think taking things beyond theory into real world legal and business scenarios is absolutely where we've been focusing and where we'll continue to focus. So speaking of real world scenarios and topics and subject matter experts, let's have a look at where we are right now. I mean, what what topics and formats have we been focusing on uh, for now? Uh, what is currently out there and why have we focused on these, these topics? Uh, Irena, if I could ask you to field that one. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, but although I'm going to hand over to James shortly because he has been involved with Africa Legal a little bit longer than I am, so he he has dealt with all the 
the courses that they've been developing over the last couple of months. Um, our format currently is normally a suite of courses in a particular subject, um, and we try and keep them between an hour, an hour half, two hours long, um, so that it's not too much to absorb at one time, making it much more accessible for whoever wants to take the courses, of course. Um, we have had partnerships with various universities and other institutions, um, and James can tell you a little bit more about the kind of topics they've been develop developing um, between them. James, let's, let's focusing on our collaboration with the University of Cape Town, obviously, where uh, where Arena was um, uh, placed previously. Um, I'm interested in giving a little bit of information on that court on the, the, the suite of three courses that we've got at the moment. Um, could you give us a little bit of an overview on those? Yeah, they're all governance focused courses um, in three general focus areas. So there's general corporate governance. Uh, which is a follow-up course or revision, I should say, of the pilot course which we launched through Africa Legal a few years back um, that has been updated to reflect some of the new content which is out there, some of the new regulatory provisions in Nigeria, Kenya and South Africa. Um, and I've been yeah, really excited about that course. Um, I am actually the, one of the subject matter experts which contributed to it. Um, and in the 90 minute to two hour period that you would take that course, there really are solid outcomes, um, which you can achieve, you know, and, and some really impactful takeaways, which you can get from that particular course. It is general, it has a general corporate governance focus, um, but it is relevant to lawyers across the continent in, in a range of practice areas, whether you are in-house or, or advising um, clients from, you know, from a firm. Then we've got information governance and sustainability and stakeholder engagement uh, are the other two courses. Those are new courses in the portfolio or in the suite of governance courses which are being offered in collaboration with the UCT Lord Work Department. Um, information governance is a is a really a practically focused course where we unpack some of the fundamentals of what you need to know as a legal advisor when advising clients on information governance issues. Um, you will also find that there are a number of components to that course which are critically relevant for potentially your own firm um, and ensuring that there are sound fundamentals of information governance um, within your own law firm. The final course in the three-course suite that's offered through UCT Law at Work is the Sustainability and Stakeholder Engagement course. Now, that course really is practically focused on how to achieve specific outcomes within the sustainability and stakeholder engagement space. Um, once again, they are leading practitioners which have contributed to the development of that course. Uh, and we have focused primarily on providing an immersive experience for lawyers um, and for general counsels who would be a student on the course to really immerse them in 
contemporary issues relevant to advising your clients on sustainability-based issues on the continent um, and managing the dynamic, some of some of which are really challenging issues with you know, community stakeholders um, involved or impacted upon by a project development, um, investments, whatever the case might be. And we really do go into some some granular nuts and bolts in that course around issues such as how to communicate with local, with local stakeholder groups, um, with community leadership and so forth. So those are really three awesome courses, um, which I'm very, very excited about. Thanks for that, James. And I, 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 if I might follow up on the sustainability and stakeholder engagement point, coming hot on the heels from having co-hosted our General Council um, Extractives Forum uh, just a couple of weeks back um, in partnership with uh, the Investing in Africa Mining in Daba and Africa Oil Week, I think this is one which is absolutely primed for the uh, extractives industries across across the continent. The issues of ESG and specifically the S part, the societal component, came up time and time again. And lawyers and companies are really grappling with that community and local stakeholder engagement problem you know the how the why you know how how that can actually be a, an ongoing benefit rather than simply a burdensome compliance exercise and this course i feel like really sets the scene very very nicely indeed on how lawyers in-house and private practice can start their journey in truly understanding that stakeholder that community stakeholder uh, uh, point um, and how to make the most of it so let's let's cast our eyes to the to the future uh, both near and far for a moment. Um, we've talked about how important it is to have relevant uh, relevance to our our users. So, how can how can people get involved? Um, you know, uh, how are we opening our ears um, to make sure that we're listening in the in the proper ways for what people want to learn about? And secondly, what have we already got primed for the future uh, when it comes to our digital learning um, expansion? Um, uh, James, care to, to jump on that one first? Well, you know, I'll start with what we've got under development at the moment. And for obvious reasons, I can't give too much away. Um, but we've got suites of courses under development in the general focus area of project management for lawyers, um, which is all about advancing, you know, and uh, developing efficiency within your law firm. Um, so that's going to be a three-course suite. And we've got a law and technology-focused suite of courses that we are developing in collaboration with Liquid Telecoms and Liquid Labs. Um, I'm really, really excited about those three courses. We're moving into the final stage of the development of them. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the legal technology space is one, certainly on the African continent, where it is somewhat underdeveloped and legal technologies are underutilized by law firms across the continent. So these three courses are a space for us to really um, get into the nuts and bolts of not only what legal tech tools are out there to assist 
in growing your firm, but also what you need to consider when implementing changes, um, when implementing new technologies into your into your business, as well as um, we are developing as part of that suite of courses, um, a course designed for entrepreneurs. What you know, entrepreneurs need to know in facilitating their first discussions with their with their legal partners, you know, with their law firms, um, which once again, I'm, I'm really, really excited about. I think that that'll be a particularly impactful course. Um, so, you know, that is what we've got coming up in the, the next few weeks. Um, but then in the pipeline, we've got suites of courses on crypto assets, on climate law, on alternate dispute resolution, all of which are in the pipeline. Um, we've got some management and leadership-based uh, courses, which focus on personal mastery and the like. Um, and we are in discussions uh, with a few other uh, universities with regards to courses focusing on legal writing, uh, climate law, oil and gas extractives, etc., etc. So. Um, there, there, there are a number of, of courses in the pipeline um, and, uh, you know, ultimately moving forward, I think we need to be listening to our community. So when people, when you ask the question, what can our community do for us? It's simply to be in contact with us and let us know what, what they want us to develop. Thanks for that, James. Uh, very quality insight there. And uh, Irena, could you go into a bit more detail on some of the, the listening programs that we're actually setting up to make sure that our users have a, a really direct line of communication when it comes to telling us what they need to be learning about next? Yes, sure, Tom. Um, what we really would like to do is to invite users to reach out to us and let us know what it is that they're looking for in, sh in short courses in respect of subject matter. Um, and to this end, we invite everyone to, to write to either James or I by email and we'll give the email addresses later. And also we're intending to send out a survey just a short one um, for each member to complete to give us feedback on what they think is relevant in their practice. Thanks for that, Arena. And I think going back to one of James's points earlier, the, the, if I were to choose a personal favorite when it comes to what we're up to, it's going to be the, the legal tech focus. I want, I very much want to believe this, uh, one of these courses in particular can serve as almost your accreditation to go out and start truly investing and exploring what legal technology can do for your organization but i would really really encourage everyone to think about taking this course once it's released prior to even starting on that journey there is a lot of misconception a lot of misinformation when it comes to legal tech and i would love us to play the part in making sure that it's the african continent that shows how it's done when it comes to starting or at least expanding on that legal technology journey. So, so very interesting times ahead. 
Um, well, that does bring us to time. We're going to keep it short but sweet here today. So thank you, James and Irena, for joining me today. Thanks. It was wonderful to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. A pleasure as always and lovely to be talking in a different format to usual. Now, as always, a very big thank you to all of our listeners. And if you are a new joiner to the Africa Legal Podcast, be sure to peruse our entire back catalogue, which is hosted in full on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as of very recently. And be sure to visit us at africalegal.com for all the news, views, and insights that improve your life as a modern African legal practitioner. So this has been Tom Pearson, Irina Vossifal, and James Leach, all of Africa Legal, and all for the Africa Legal Podcast. Mm-hmm.